everyone, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost and I am coffee dyeing some papers today and I thought you might like to come along for the ride. So here we go, coffee dyeing the papers. I have pulled out my very expensive Walmart brand cheapest classic roast instant coffee, uh, coffee crystals, that type of thing. So this whole process that I do is pretty darn easy, as you might figure. Um, I'm sticking true to my, you know, my cause here of uh, trying to make things simple. So I've got a bowl and I'm just gonna pour some coffee in it. This is the instant. Oh, I gotta open it, hang on. Oh, and in the meantime, I'm gonna turn on the oven. I'm gonna put it on bake at 300. And that's the temperature that I generally use to bake my papers at. And you can do it cooler than that. Most folks, I would say, probably do it a little cooler than that, but um, I like to get things done. <laughs> um, but what I would warn you is uh, I'm just rearranging, rearranging the oven racks here. I'm working with three racks. Oh, here we go. Oh organized and the bottom rack I'm going to raise up one rung. Why? Why you ask? Let's just say I've had a few issues with papers catching fire when I have them too close to the bottom and so we don't want that. And uh, another word to the wise, always keep an eye on your papers. Yep, don't leave the room. If you're going to be coffee dyeing, stay present, stay focused, no distractions. You got to keep an eye on those papers because they are a fire hazard. Um, it's it's safe if you watch everything and everything's fine, but if uh, you walk away and something happens, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. So just be sure to uh, okay, be sure to keep an eye on everything. Okay, so I just poured some coffee into the bowl. I would say probably maybe half a cup to a cup of coffee, and I'm just going to pour some water in it. You can do hot water or not, it doesn't matter, it's all going to dissolve. I'm just using tap water. Very quick and easy, and I want a strong concentrated brew. So, uh, I like to make sure it's good and strong. Let me add a little more water than that. Uh, I got a, like a mixing bowl, like a, the size bowl I'm gonna make brownies out of maybe, you know? And I'm gonna fill it maybe halfway with water, just depends, you know, obviously how much paper you have to, to color, but um, I think that's a good amount. I might put a little more coffee in here. I got a good brown color though, this might just be perfect. Yeah, I'd say somewhere between half a cup to a cup, depending on the, the strength of the brown color that you like on your pages. And also, um, you can use tea instead if you prefer tea. Now, I did do an entire avocado dyeing episode with you and I managed to lose the whole thing so I'll just do that one again because I always need more avocado dyed pages. All right right now I'm pulling out two cookie sheets and these are the cookie sheets that are about an inch deep. I don't know I think it's a cookie sheet <laughs> don't quote me on that but uh, anyway it's a flat tray that has a lip about an inch deep so when I pour the liquid into the tray it will catch it and that would be a good thing. Okay, so what I got here is a pile of uh, basically copy paper, sketch paper, um, who knows this, 
some kind of a writing paper, but it's all white paper and I'm going to coffee dye it. And okay, so I've got my coffee solution. Uh, you can do it with hot water too. I'm doing room temperature or, or tap temperature. I don't think it really matters. And one cof- one cookie tray, one cookie sheet tray is going to be full of solution and the other one's going to be the dry. So I've got a wet one and a dry one. I'm going to call it that. So the wet one, I'm going to pour in the coffee solution into the wet one. You might want to get a um, like paper towels or something because often coffee drops go everywhere. So that's a good idea to have something to wipe up with just in case. Because the whole process is uh, dipping the papers into the first bath and then transferring them to the other cookie, uh, the dry one, the cookie sheet, right beside it. So that's what I'm gonna do now. I'm dipping sideways and laying it in the, the dry one. Dipping sideways, laying it in the dry one. These are individual sheets that I'm doing, and I will do a video on this too so you can see this, but I just thought since I'm doing it, I might as well talk with you guys through it. Um, why use coffee dyed papers at all? Coffee dyeing um, makes the paper look as if it's aged or antiqued and, um, or old, and uh, also known as aged. <laughs> and uh, it gives it a nice uh, vintage look if you like that style in your journal pages. And I do one page at a time, slip it through. I used to bulk do it and uh, that will, you can do it, but often if you put a pile in at once, for some reason the middles of the pages won't get uh, coffee dyed and you'll have a bunch of white ones in the middle. Um, it doesn't really matter exactly, but uh, uh, just depends on the look you're going for. And you don't need to bake them. You can air dry them. You can lay them out individually, maybe on some towels or an old shower curtain or something like that to dry. It just takes up a lot of room and a lot of people don't have that much room. So baking sent, uh, tends to be the way to get them dry the fastest. And uh, when I have a clump of about five in a pile, I open up my oven and I just lift up the pile of five and I let it drain off into the dry cookie tin, cookie tray. All right, so that's pretty good. Now you're gonna get some steam and stuff as your papers are wet and you're gonna have wetness hitting heat, so be careful of steam blowback in your oven. When your oven's just heating up, it's not so bad, but as the oven gets hotter, um, it can definitely generate a lot of steam and you have to be careful when you open your oven door that the steam coming out doesn't burn your eyes. Um, I had. I got my eyes irritated once because I had my my face too close to the oven door. So if you use a lower temperature, it's probably not as much of a big deal. But definitely always protect your eyes and uh, just watch out for the steam. But uh, these are the, you know, the things you really have to watch out for. It's not that bad of a process, honestly. Have fun with it. You can sprinkle crystals of the dried instant coffee in between your pages, and that will give you different effects and techniques. Actually, why don't I do that instead of talking about it? Okay, I've got it. I'm sprinkling. All right, there we go. We'll just let that happen. And as I'm dipping and piling them and I put the sprinkles in between a couple of the pages, that's just going to, uh, those those crystals will dissolve and then uh, leave me some concentrated prints right where they dissolve. So we'll see how that looks. Okay, second pile of five or so going in. Draining these off, draining, draining into the dry cookie sheet, which is now having a nice puddle form in the center of it. And when it get, the puddle just gets too darn big, I'm just gonna pour that tray of uh, the coffee juice back into the first tray. 
So it's just a matter of kind of rotating around like this. Okay. And we're rolling and we're rolling and there's coffee everywhere. There's coffee everywhere. But this is kind of fun. It's, and it gets you standing up. You're not sitting by the craft desk. Uh, it's, you're upright, good for the back, good for the leg muscles. You're moving. Now I'm more sprinkling more crystals. Okay, just a few here and there. They are starting to dissolve already during their cool little patterns. Um, you can do splatter techniques. I used to, um, in the summertime here in Florida, it's obviously so hot that I thought I would use the heat of the outside to help dry these stacks. And so I would take my uh, table outside and I would cover it in plastic, just throw a giant painter, painter's plastic over the top of it. And uh, then I would uh, put my sheets down and I would, I would lay them out individually across the table. And then I would take a spray bottle full of coffee uh, dissolved uh, coffee instant, like super strong concentrate instant coffee in the spray bottle. And then I would just spray across all of the pages. And then I would put some more pages on top and then spray across those. And then more pages on top and spray across those. And that gives you a very nice, interesting effect. So there's different ways you can get different effects. I would say the oven way is probably the lowest long drawn out. Well, I mean, as far as, uh, it's the most, um, yeah, I guess it's the most effort because you've got to do the whole oven thing, watch the whole oven thing, pull them out. Oh, I pull them out after about five to seven minutes. Um, I start checking around three minutes, but I'm still, since I'm loading them, I'm, I'm constantly checking every few minutes right now until I get them all loaded. And I can load about one, two, three, four, five, six, six batches of about five papers at a time. And uh, you can do more or less, it doesn't matter. But what happens is the papers that are on top or, and on the bottom of the racks, I don't put anything on the racks myself. You can, but I just leave them laying on the open racks. And uh, the ones on the tops and on the bottoms of each stack will drive the fastest. So you want to be checking to see if they're getting super dry. You want to remove those, take those out. You can use tongs or gloves, oven gloves, if that helps. And um, uh, take those out and then let the wet ones in the middle continue to dry. That seems to be the process I use. Okay, so here we go. We've got one, two, three. Here comes batch number four going in there. Hearing a little more sizzling starting. My sizzle is starting. I'm going to pour from the dry pan back into the wet pan because I've got a pool or a puddle growing there. I've got some significant coffee color here, so I'm feeling good about that. All right. All right. Yeah, it seems to be if you pull, if you keep the two trays together, the drippage between the two trays is very minimal. And that keeps a cleaner counter and a cleaner kitchen. And make sure that you're not wearing anything that you would adore and can't live without because uh, odds are you'll get coffee. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On it. 
Um, but the coffee wipes up pretty easily and you know it's pretty easy to clean up with uh, soft scrub bleach or just water honestly if you get it fast enough um, it's not going to do too much damage all right let's just do a few more of those papers it's it's nice to do these in batches so they're at the ready and it, honestly you're, you're done this pretty fast it's not a big deal oh one tip I want to tell you at the end when you pull them out a lot of people will iron their pages because the pages tend to buckle or warple in the oven as they dry because they're wet and they're going to dry. And the, the water leaves at uh, different rates from different sections of the paper causing the uh, buckling. It's my theory. Um, but, uh, okay, I'm just draining this stack. Um, a nice trick to skip the entire ironing part because I used to iron, iron, iron. And at first I was like, oh my God, I'm ironing forever here. And then I got into the, I'm liking this ironing stuff. This is kind of fun ironing paper. It smells great. It's very relaxing. But then again, I started to make so many journals. I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of ironing. I could be making journals. So my husband walked by one day and he said, why don't you just put some weight on it? And, uh, and uh, he said, why don't you just throw a couple of cases of water on top of it? And I thought, oh, that's not gonna work. That's silly. It's still gonna be all bumpy and weird and fussy. So, of course, I tried it, and it worked, and it was great. So if you can find something that uh, is flat, um, honestly, I, don't, I just put a, a tea towel down on my countertop. I place my dried papers on top in a stack, and then I just take two cases of 24 packs of water, and I put them on top. And it literally, in about an hour, it doesn't take long. I'm really surprised how fast it happens. But within about an hour, they're flat. I mean, it's a really good flat and uh, not 100% flat, but like 98% flat. And uh, I took some pictures of it when I was doing the avocado dyeing and I'll show you, uh, you I'll show you, I have a side-by-side stack of the uh, unflattened ones versus the flattened ones. And you can see just with an hour or, um, of the, uh, the water cases. If you don't have uh, water bottle cases, you could, anything that has a weight, like if you have... Um, you know, workout weights or something like that, or a bunch of heavy books will work. Um, if you don't have anything that's flat, then find something that's just heavy and then put a flat board of some sort down on top of your pages, like maybe a game board or a, a, a board game um, box uh, or a puzzle or something like that that is flat. Maybe something with a little more structure to it, like if you have a piece of wood that's flat. And just... Uh, just um, go ahead and put any kind of weight on it. I um, mean, you can even stand there for an hour on top of it. Maybe not on your kitchen counter, but maybe on the floor. <laughs> uh, but just put some weight on it and you will get some nice flat papers. And they're easier to store when they're flat. Honestly, that was really the prime reason that I uh, uh, decided to start ironing in the, in the uh, beginning because um, when your papers are extremely buckly, they bulk up your journal really fast. So um, a little flatter of a page makes for a friendlier, uh, more user-friendly uh, journal page. And you, just, you can put more pages in your journal that way. All right, going in, I'm getting the last ones. Okay, now I'm getting some steam coming back as I'm opening. So I'm squinting my eyes. I'm being very careful when I stick my face in there. I'm ch just checking the first ones I put in. And the first ones, I've already got some dry ones coming off. A couple of the bottom ones are dry. Some are still damp. I'm going to put those back in. All right, in they go. Go on, in you go. All right, the second bottom. Okay, the very bottom is dry. And you'll find that the color is never the same. Even though you're using the same concentration, the uh, 
patterns that you're going to get are going to be different on every single page. And uh, the way the speckles and the that everything comes out, it's going to be a little bit different on every page. So it's it's kind of like you're you're doing art right now, um, making these pages. Uh, it's kind of uh, freehand art without any responsibility. It's just arting on its own in there. Yeah, so here I am being Rembrandt and uh, Leonardo without even touching anything. It's all going on with the magic of the oven. So um, some other things that you can color your papers with are onion skins, yellow onion skins, red onion skins. If you put those in a pot and boil them and then you, you concentrate it down a bit, boil off some of the water and uh, you can use that to color your papers. Um, beet juice will do it. Uh, cabbage, red cabbage uh, lends a very nice red uh, color. Um, what else? It's more like a purpley color, I would say. Like a, almost like a, I would say going along the lavender theme a little bit. And what else have I tried? I haven't tried the Kool-Aid powder, but people, I've seen them do Kool-Aid powder, just adding it to water and making, just bathing your papers through it to get different colored papers. Um, uh, I like to use personally the natural stuff if I can. Uh, I don't know how natural instant coffee is, but uh, <laughs> I like to I like to kid myself and pretend I'm using something natural with the natural instant coffee. Um, don't use the good stuff. Save the good stuff for drinking. Uh, nobody's going to be drinking your pages, or they shouldn't be. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Let's okay. I'm pull, I'm going back in and seeing how dry we are. Okay, watching the eyes. Watching the eyes. I've got some more dry papers. Yep. Yep, you can hear the crinklies, can't you? Yeah, the crinklies are starting to happen. And I think the crinklies occur because of the baking. I air, I have air dried some before. And you do get, uh, the, the paper does change quality, but the, the extra crinkle factor, I think, comes from the baking. And, uh, oh yeah, I've got some really nice colorage here. Yeah, I'm really liking this. Um, somebody mentioned that they weren't getting enough uh, color variation on their pages. Um, I would say consider maybe adding more coffee and possibly baking at a slightly higher temperature than you were doing, and maybe you will get better results. Um, I've always leaned towards the the 300 mark because uh, I could just get them done faster, but I I'm always seem to get a good variation in color pattern there. Okay, so that, okay, it's, I'm in steam again here. Let's pay attention while I'm doing this. Okay, I'm putting in a new batch, some wet ones. So it's kind of an ongoing rotating process here. You're taking some, you're checking, you're pulling some out, you're putting some new ones in, and you're going to find your little happy rhythm. And make sure they're, they're dry. Like, uh, and you, if you, you've got some that are half dry, separate them and let them air dry on your counter. But don't stack them all together until they're bone dry because you'll, get, well, you'll probably get mold or something, so you don't want that. Um, but just make sure they're bone dry before you store them. Getting back in the oven. I'm checking another section. I got some dry ones there. Dry ones there. Not yet. Yeah, dry. Dry, dry. Nope, not yet. Okay, give it a few seconds. Okay. Like I said, they take anywhere on average between five and seven minutes for me to get what uh, the color I like. 
Um, doesn't take that long soaking them in the water. It's basically dip in, dip out, dip in, dip out. There's no major sitting there waiting or anything like that as you're in your cookie sheet bath. So um, I hope you give this a go if you've never tried the coffee dyeing. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you're going to get some pretty results and you're going to get some fun papers to play with. So I hope you give this a go. And um, check me out on YouTube if you haven't seen the YouTube channel. Uh, I do videos there on all sorts of topics related to junk journals. And um, you can check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Interest, Instagram. And uh, we have the podcast now. I think this is episode five, which is kind of cool. And uh, more good stuff coming. I have a lot more ideas for you guys regarding page layouts and using up scraps and using up book pages and uh, journal construction ideas. Uh, all of them are along the lines of fun, can be simple, and uh, creating with reckless abandon. So there you go, folks. There it is today, the big adventure. Loved spending time with you. I hope you're out there having fun. Make sure you get your crafting time in. It's always time well spent. Take care, everyone. Till next time.